Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. Today we have our friend, a returning guest, Scott Savecco, back with myself and my co-host, as always, Chris Beyer. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, Scott. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Good to see you again. Yes. So, um, Scott, you know, I mean, we've known each other for a long time, and mm-hmm. even though we grew up together, there was a little lull. Uh, I don't know if a lull is the right word, but there was a little a gap. gap. You went to the Army. I went to the Air Force. So uh, so there was a little, there's some missing parts in there. So I, I took, what? With three four weeks off of work, it took, it took about a month. It was about a month, to be fair. I wanted That's to a lot of time. minimize, but it, yeah, it, it took a while. So I did, the reason I did that was to do a little research on you. No, oh, okay. So I'll just I'll tell you what I found out. And I appreciate the work that you put well, in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's been at some cost, I'd imagine, to your, well, your finances, sure, but, your personal life. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it's a small price to pay. I mean, my wife and the kids—they know this is—it's a teamwork thing. Yep, yep. You know, it's all about teamwork all for makes one. the dream work. Yeah, right, right. Yep. And I mean, they sacrifice for me; I take from them. I mean, it works out. Well, well let's so hear what uh, you dug up on sure. Scott, because there was a time where Scott like went off the grid. I think. Yeah, and you know, he he doesn't talk about those days. Let's hear what you got. So, so during that time, what I, what I found in my research is that uh, you took a, a keen interest in inventing things. And you often referred to yourself as a student of all sciences. And uh, one day as you entered your makeshift laboratory, you discovered that a young boy had already snuck inside who was waiting for you in there. And uh, he explained to you that he'd been doing this uh, for the past few weeks and really had become fascinated with your work. Scott's he, hanging out with young yeah. boys? <laughs> well, by, by accident. Was sort of. he like above 18 or below 18? What do you think? He was, I believe he was probably still high school age. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, this is... But, right. uh, you know, he uh, came in here. He's, he loved what you were doing in there. And he really wanted to kind of hang around and learn more stuff from you. And so um, being a sucker for flattery, of course, you took him in under your wing and, and became kind of a somewhat of a, a mentor to this young boy named Marty. Up until this point, you'd had some successes with your inventions uh, along the way, but since you were working all alone, there was no one to cheer you on. This was before, you know, Marty came along. Uh, so you kind of came up with your own motivating catchphrase. And so every time you'd have a success, you'd yell out a resounding, Great, Scott! And oh. then when you had, you know, every failure, yeah. it was like an exasperated, Oh, great, Scott. Oh, so you he know, used so, his own name right. as, okay. Because right. there was nobody else around. What right. are you supposed to do, right? Right. So uh, although you had many successes, you also, what I've learned, is that you quickly burned through your initial round of funding. Okay. So uh, unfortunately, that meant in order to keep on working on what you had anticipated would be your greatest invention, a time machine, you were forced to make some shady deals with sketchy organizations like Libyan terrorists. A time machine? That was his grandmaster plan. Wow. Yeah, yeah keep going. So uh, unfortunately, uh, the young boy Marty got caught up in this mess and ended up accidentally climbing into your time machine uh, in order to escape from the Libyans who had come back to collect payback on one of your failed deals and ended up transporting himself back to the year 1955. So now, that's, Was this in the papers? No, this is all... No, no, this is from the research. You can't find this in the papers. I, um, I mean, this is this is all undisclosed information. Yeah. So, and you can see now yeah. why Scott really hasn't talked about this at all. You know, Jim, I... Scott, if I may... This kind of sounds like the plot of a movie, right, Scott? Yeah, it really is pretty dramatic, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's like you probably could make a movie out of it. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds very close to a movie back from the 80s, which was called Back to the Future, 
Are you are you aware of this movie? From the from the eighties? It was a movie in the eighties. Are you aware of this movie? It's called Back to the to the Future. That's, right, Scott? Is this it, does, it yeah. sounds a lot like that, right? <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, Back to the Future, but I mean you're going I mean back you've to, seen this movie, have you not? No no, I don't no, I've never heard of this. And you devoted like a month of your time. Right. And uh, at great financial cost and personal well, cost. Yeah, and family hardship. But I, I mean, um, like I said, it's worth it. You know, to, to dig up a story like this. I, I think that your research is a little faulty, honestly. Fault, faulty? Scott, I, think, I mean, this is clearly back to the it's future. Erroneous? It's a plot from a movie, right? Right. Well, it has a DeLorean car. It has a time machine yeah. part called a flux capacitor that he... Well, uh, well, Scott, of course Scott knows this. He was there. He was well, the guy. We, we all know this. You knew Because about it was a popular movie. Uh, they made... Three parts, right? Part two and part three. Hmm. I think that uh, you've uh, wasted a lot of time. Well, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Where are you getting this research? What, you can't really tell What you. website? So, no, 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 no. I had to go deep, deep. Know, for this. This deep. is like dark web kind of stuff. I, mean, I, I, had think, to go I think you could have gone shallow people. and found this. I mean, it's it's not the deep web. This is, this is on the surface. Ah. <sighs> This makes me mad now because I had to pay some people some good money for this kind of information. Jim, it's not I, just like it floats around. I think there's. I think uh, just take a minute, go back on the computer, and just do a little bit of work. Okay. And well, see you know if what? Come up with Obviously, else. that that's garbage. <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott, why he's doing that? All right. I want to, Jim. You know, cheer up. It'll it'll be all right. I want to get into things here with Scott. One of the last things we talked about is that you've gotten involved with music. Yes. And we didn't really get into that. And I think it's kind of an interesting story in as much that in our last podcast, we were talking with Jim Stingle, and we talked a little bit about us and the genesis of this podcast. Mm -hmm. We started this just a couple of years ago, and uh, I think the music thing that you started, you started, again, not when you were 20s or 30s. You just kind of started this at what point? Well, it was about five, six years ago. Uh, For me, my son loves music, my youngest one, and he likes to play guitar and I was really more interested in him being a guitar player. So I started to get him involved in the guitar. A neighbor of mine was selling a guitar, and so I bought his. And right around the same time, I noticed a buddy of mine named Tom Heideman. He actually gave ended up selling me an electric guitar for cheap. And uh, Now you, at this point, you've, at that point, never, you've never yeah, played guitar. Not real, no, I have not really played. But and did gonna, you have a desire to play guitar in your 20s and 30s, or is this just something that struck you all of a sudden? Well, no, I, I never really had to, you know, you like to look at the guitar player. I like music. I like... Uh, It'd be cool if I could play and look like him on stage, but you know I didn't have the skill set or really thought that I could play at my age. You know, guitar lessons are very expensive, and I was going to get my son into playing guitar. At first, he didn't really like it, right? And I kind of took to it, so it was kind of that thing. So I ended up getting lessons from the Guitar for Vets program. You're a veteran. I am, yes. So I was, uh, yeah, I did a year in Afghanistan, and. All these years later, I didn't really want to pay for lessons. Right. You know, they're $100 a month, something like that, and I'm paying for my son to do it, which he didn't really take to right away. But for me, I got into the Guitar for Vets program. Right. And got some free lessons there, and that's what started it for me, learning how to play simple open chords. Right. Hmm. uh, Learning the guitar, learning anything is not necessarily mm -hmm. easy, especially when you're not of that age where you just absorb things. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're past... 30s into your 40s and 50s and whatnot, it can be a little tougher to learn things, you know, teach an old dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. How did it go from 
just, you know, I'm going to learn to play a chord or two to like, I'm going to get up on stage and be a musician. When did, when did that thought occur to you? Uh, well, when I, when I first started to learn, I didn't know where I was going to go with it. It was like, well, I can play some songs. And then the first time I really got into like, well, maybe I could do this in front of people was one time a, a buddy of mine, Bill, uh, he had a drum set and he's always been a musical guy. So he had drums in his basement and I hauled my electric guitar and my big PV amp downstairs and we just plugged in. He just started playing music together and we invited our friend Scott Moore over and he didn't play any instruments either. And I learned, I think I learned at that time knew an A and E and a D chord. Those are oh, yes. those are my three favorites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically what we did was we played Louie Louie about, you know, 40 times that night. Yeah. Right. And it was like, wow, this is interesting. You know, it sounds like music. And Right. So we left, and it was a fun night. And then I went home and started writing some song lyrics into that sort of Louis Chord Louis structure. Chord structure, yes. With uh, rock music, you know, that chord structure is, is... a lot of songs. ...is like half of the songs yes. in the world yeah. are that chord structure. Oh, yeah, really? We, all okay. songs are Louis Louis, yeah. That's yeah. what yeah. we talk about, but... So, yeah, then we, we got together, did it another couple of times, and found we enjoyed it, and then started to develop our own material. And then this guy, Scott, who was in the band, uh, he learned how to play the bass. Yeah, I want to back up a little bit here. You talked about Guitars for Vets. Yep. I'd imagine one of the ideas behind this program is that it might be therapeutic, right, mm-hmm. for yes. vets to learn music mm-hmm. in reference to perhaps PTSD. Is that the idea behind it? And was that any idea for you in terms of, kind of the deal, therapeutic value of, mm-hmm. of, of music? It was part of that. You know, for me, I was more looking for lessons for my son. Right. Um, mm-hmm. where, do, where does one take lessons? You know, I'm right. just going on the Internet, and I saw just looking for the instructor's bios that were there, uh, one of the guy's name was Patrick Nettesheim, and I'm like, I just click on his bio, and it said Guitar for Vets, and right away I'm like, well, I'm a veteran. Right. I'm looking for lessons for myself, but I'm more going to pay money for my son. You know, mm-hmm. your child's development always trumps your own ambitions. So uh, uh, I work at the VA, and they have a they had a military type of uh, event called uh, Reclaiming Our Heritage, where like the military is celebrated. I saw that the Guitar for Vets had a booth set up, so I went up to the guy and i'm like hey is there a guy named patrick here and he's yeah he's over there and i talked to him introduced myself and he's like yeah you can sign up for lessons nope sure 10 free lessons and that's wow. all that was put to me so i'm like wow it's, it's a good start i'm on my ninth lesson he's like okay so next week you're going to get your guitar and uh and then you'll be done i'm like okay what do you mean get my guitar so yeah right it kind of went out of my head yeah uh, next week i come back and he has this washburn guitar acoustic guitar and he's like oh. this is for you and i'm like what do you mean this is for You're me right. yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm married okay i'm expecting some kind of credit card or right. a payment yeah. plan or something but right. he just gave it to me no strings attached so i had a you know yeah, they okay. just hand. They yeah. give it to you without strings. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. real nice. Yeah. Free yeah. guitar. Catch. So, yeah. That's the catch. Yeah. <laughs> so how does it go from ten lessons to I'm going to get on stage, and the whole you had never performed like this in front of anybody. No, were you but in, I, were you in the band or orchestra or anything like that in high well, school? Well, I knew enough. I was never. I was never in anything. My parents weren't one to have me in music and all of this. I think later in life you just well, I'm in my 30s, 40s. You know, I'm never going to be able to. Sure. pick up a guitar and learn but the guitar for vets program 
offers you that. Yeah. Now they, cool. they primarily exist, you know, for veterans who have, you know, PTSD and other things. Uh, I mean, I take lessons. I took lessons for, for me personally. Uh, it was a thing where I just was kind of didn't want to pay for lessons. It was more of that, sure, you know, sure. I wasn't really seeking a therapeutic thing at the time. We'll edit out the parts where you appear cheap. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to pay a hundred dollars a month for lessons. And so then right, you right. and your buddies would get together and jam. And mm-hmm. at one point you guys said, Hey, let's, let's go play somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think our first, we basically started to play at, um, open jams, which is, I still play those things, but right. uh, how was it in terms of the reaction from the crowd. Now, these were probably people you knew. Were people pretty supportive of you, know, you guys being these novice musicians? It was well. The first time I think I ever went on a stage and played my guitar, I didn't. I intentionally didn't invite my band. I went there without them, mm-hmm. and okay. I was super nervous. At this point, I'm very awkward. I mean, to walk up on stage and play a song in front of a, and I, when you say crowd, you know. 10 people were in right. the play. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> this is not the right. sea of fans you know, at a Motley yeah. Crue concert or something. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that. So I kind of was – and, uh, you know, the guys in the band were pretty supportive. I think they knew I was super nervous, which I was. And I walk up there and, you know, I, I probably looked awful, you know, and, and sounded terrible. Yeah. And I, I'm sure. Know, no. But it was it, – the, the, the cool point was is they were very supportive. That's why the open jam thing for anyone who wants to play is pretty – you know, pretty forgiving. You know, you can go up there and make mistakes. And, sure. Was this kind yeah. of a you know, like a challenge to yourself? You thought I need to take chances at this point in my life. I think it was it was kind of that for me. It was more the challenge was to write songs. That was the thing for oh, okay. me. So you know, to play songs that already existed. You know, my level of skill wasn't there. So oh, yeah, I kind yeah. of figured like, well, if I write stuff, I'll know how to play it. That way, nobody knows when you make a mistake. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you could totally follow yeah. it up. Forget yeah. lyrics or make no, no. them up as you go. Yeah. Hey, this is what it was. This yes. is what it is, people. So you played in front of ten people to start mm-hmm. with. Now, how many times have you been in front of people at this point? Well, I probably play out with my band two to three times a year, and individually probably eight to ten times a year. Hmm. And what's oh. the biggest crowd you've played in front of? With my band would have been our CD release party. That would I have think been. I was there. You were there, yes. Yeah. And it was I counted there was about eighty to a hundred people there. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then last year, uh, my son Kyle and I played at the Locust Street Festival, and it was uh, over a hundred people who were in the crowd. Right. I cool. did a quick count as I was on stage. It was a miserable day. It was cold. It was rainy. The stage was wet. That's probably and we're, fine. you know, walking Stay, around. We're standing in puddles. <laughs> in amps with, with amps, cords right? <laughs> laying around. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, if you if you see me, a lot of times um, I play barefoot. So I didn't do it that day. I, I probably shouldn't complete the circuit there with my <laughs> right. uh, bare feet. What's the, uh, what's the name of your band? Uh, the Weary World. Nice. Okay, and you've got uh, how many other people in the band? Right now there's four. Bass, two guitars, and drums? Yep. Okay, and you're the uh, rhythm guitarist slash yep. vocal? Some vocals, yeah. Now, we, we have a new guy in the band, uh, Larry Barker. He's a, come in the band as lead guitar, and he, he writes a lot of his own material, and you know he sings a lot of the songs. So, What would you say your music sounds like? What are the inspirations? Uh, what does it sound like? Are you guys like um, <laughs> are you guys like uh, kind of roots rock type music? It's like folk music. That's the yeah. way that I describe oh, okay. it. Are you more like uh, Springsteen or are you in the uh, John Cougar Mellencamp? Yeah, I'm more like Mellencamp. 
So you're more uh, acoustic guitar versus mm-hmm. electric guitar. Yeah, that's I, yeah. I really mm-hmm. yeah, I have an electric and I played it a lot, but I've kind of put that away now and I, okay. I now it's a lot of acoustic. Okay. And when you play these open jams, you know, they don't want you hauling pedal boards. For me, I just have my guitar. I can just plug into whatever right. PA they have. And you don't have any shoes. Right. Well, I'm getting away from that now. Oh, you know, yeah? There's a reason why I play barefoot. So Which okay. is? Well, when I air out your athlete's yeah. feet. <laughs> athlete's foot yeah, problem. I think, well, for me, it was at first, um, I like to have my lyrics and everything in front of me. I don't like oh, to, okay. um, you know, playing is hard. Playing why did in... you say okay to that? Sure, okay. <laughs> does does <laughs> that make sense in terms of the shoeless part? Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, because yeah, he gets to move it around with his toes. Right? I don't know. Well, yeah. but back when I was first playing these things, right. I have like a music stand and I put it on stage. And, you know, you have to turn pages and there's all this awkwardness to that uh-huh. well that and it looks like you don't know what the hell you're doing which you don't so, which i don't so for me <laughs> but you I, wanted to look that yeah way. i came up with this thing or i i realized it existed more than came up with it uh i found that you have an ipad and you have a thing that can attach an ipad to a stand it's a little uh clip that you can clip onto your microphone stand well then when you're playing and you're singing you know how do you turn the page how do you go to the next Oh, page okay. of music you know i i'm not going to stop playing and swipe yeah. it with my Excuse hand me, everybody like you know it'd be cool if they had a thing that you could put on the ground and you hit it with your foot when you're ready yeah. well, sure enough they make this thing it's called an air turn okay this pedal is made out of plastic it's not like a guitar pedal where it's a metal uh pedal and you can click it this thing okay. is kind of flimsy it's not made very well and i realized you know if i hit it with the exact amount of pressure and i knew where it was with my feet uh-huh. It was better. You wouldn't have these accidental hits on it. Okay. I took my shoes off. Okay. That way I know exactly where it is and without looking down at my feet. And that was the beginning of me playing barefoot. Okay. Wow. And then so recently I was doing this barefoot thing and one of the other guys I was playing with, his name is Pete. He He's one of the guys in the Guitar for Vets program. He's like, oh, this software works pretty good, but I have the same exact setup and I use this thing called OnSong. And he's like, it works way better than what you have. And nice. sure enough, he did. Well, the, it turns out that the pedal actually turns different under this new software. Okay. And if you hit the pedal, it, it really it doesn't skip ahead anymore. Okay. So it lately, I've been that, wearing yeah. shoes. So that's, oh, there uh, you go. There should be a sensitivity setting. You should be mm-hmm. able to set that somehow. Yeah. That could have been like your stage persona, Shoeless Scott. Right. Yes. I was thinking. It, it, that it had become that. I mean, it had yeah. become, oh, this guy always plays barefoot. And some people thought it was kind of silly. And me, This know, guy sure. needs money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't afford the right. shoes. Right. Yeah, what was yeah. the reason that you weren't wearing <laughs> pants? What was that? Is there another well, story behind that? Story. We don't have time for that. Hey, look, this is my thing, all right? Don't get on me about it. Yeah. This is how I, this is my, my mm-hmm. music. You know, you talked about your son and doing things for your son, and mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to go to uh, St. Louis for an event for my daughter. Have your uh, your kids' events taken you, uh, you know, sports, have they taken you places? Yes, well, primarily Chicago. Uh, my son, my oldest one, was a volleyball player. When he played club volleyball, we would be in Chicago for tournaments every weekend. Oh, okay. You've got just the one son? I got two sons. Two sons. Okay. Last time I went to St. Louis, a long time ago, was the only time I got a speeding ticket. Oh, really? Have you ever gotten tickets? I've gotten I've gotten one speeding ticket. I was going down to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I just crossed over the Wisconsin border, and this guy was driving, and okay, part of me was an idiot. Part of me felt like, hey, you know, this is me, baby. Right. Take it or leave it, right? I passed the cop, right? Yeah. So I was doing like 58. He was doing 55. 
And right. he saw the Wisconsin license plate basically and pulled me over. And he started calling me, what are you, stupid? You don't pass a cop. I'm like, "What? well, okay. He's a- Did you say <laughs> at any point, this is me? I, Take it or leave it. I did not. <laughs> what I wanted to say, what I should have said, and it was the jerk store moment, right? When you think of it later. Right. If you had shot me with a radar gun and you saw me going 58, would you be pulling me over right now? No, you're just mad because I passed you. That's why he pulled me over. He's just yeah. mad because I passed him. People don't. Nobody will pass a cop. Nobody. Well, that's for except me. for Jim. Yeah. Except for me. Yeah. Except for me because that's me, baby. You didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, when I. So anyway, that's. The, the, but the, I didn't get the ticket. That time. The Go time ahead. I got that ticket, the guy pulled me over, and he said he pulled me over. He said that'll be a hundred dollars. You know. Where was this? This oh, was in Illinois. This okay. is Illinois. Oh, uh, more Illinois. And he said that'll be a hundred dollars. And he said, you can pay me now or you can follow me to the courthouse and we'll have the trial right now. What? You know, that they had like a traffic court. You'd go in and you'd dispute it or not. And you'd have to follow him into town to do this. Really? And at least that's what he said. And sure. so I gave him the money. <laughs> I gave him the money. It was all the money I had for the weekend. And so yeah. I was like without any cash for that weekend. That's really weird. Yeah, I watch cops. Sure. You ever watch cops? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that if I ever really get in trouble... I'll know to duck my head when I get into the police car. Yeah, you don't want to get, yeah. You know, those guys are always really pushing yeah, on those yeah. people's heads. Watch your head. And they say, watch your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then geez. they just push. I, I'll, I'll turn watch to them. I, I saw the show. Yeah. I'm going to get head. my head down. You don't have to. You don't have to shove me. You don't have to hurt my neck. <laughs> right. Did that's my speeding ticket? Yeah. What's, how many tickets have you got? Uh, speeding tickets. When you uh, drive, are you barefoot? Let's start with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's against the law, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've driven barefoot a couple of times, but uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I have. Yeah, uh, nice guy. I, yeah. Like I said, I only got pulled over the once, but I've pulled over dozens of people myself because I do I do citizen's arrests. Oh, good, yeah. For speeding, right? Yeah. If somebody goes by me and I pull them over, I really don't do it that often because I hate the paperwork. You know, oh, I got the yeah. chief on my butt, you know, saying <laughs> sure. get the files in. Sure, get the files. Yeah, where are yeah. the files? Yeah, yeah. Do you, when, you, when you pull them over, do you stick your hand out the window and make a circle motion with your finger like, woo, and do the yeah. woo, woo? Like anything like that? Or how you, you might be surprised how many people don't really like it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm doing a service. Do, do you ask him to step out of the vehicle, please? Step yeah. Step out of the vehicle, please. Please step around to the back. You know, to be, uh, to be serious, remember, there is that one story where a friend of mine, Steve, had one of those red lights, the flashing ones that they see in movies where they put on top of the roof. Yeah. And he pulled over my brother just down the street down here. Really? As a joke. Uh-huh. Right around the corner was a policeman, oh, and he, he pulled, pulled him, him over. Yeah, because it's <laughs> yeah. totally illegal. Yeah, right? and he was like 16 or 17 at the time, <laughs> oh, and he got a lot of trouble for yeah, that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Um, when I'm going to St. Louis uh, here, ho- hopefully I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to speeding ticket. Yeah. But when I was looking. I did a little research myself. Jim did some research here earlier. I got a little information about that, too. Yeah, I did some there. research about St. Louis. It was named for St. Louis the Ninth from the 1200s and i'm just thinking you know one through eight got kind of dissed right <laughs> sure. i mean yeah. i mean they could have gone for one two three they went for number nine yeah why number nine you know i, I mean, don't know i don't know st louis um gateway right, to the west yeah. st louis is a good good city Quite have you been city. in the arch uh i've not been i've been to the arch a couple of times but i never went in i i'm mildly claustrophobic and i don't like heights so i figured that's probably not a good <laughs> i thought you're gonna say you don't like arches <laughs> have you been I'm terrified of arches. Anything that's round, semicircular is not good for have me. Have you been in the arch? I have not. I mean I've I've been in the museum underneath it. Cool. And you didn't go up in the arch. You're there. Go up in the arch. No. 
<laughs> no, no, I don't want to. It I doesn't even look bullied. like a person could fit yeah. up there. No, it doesn't. Were, yeah. You're right. We'll, yeah, we'll just have to agree to disagree. We'll be arch enemies, apparently. <laughs> apparently, and, yeah. And uh, <laughs> arch rivals. Arch rivals. Right? I'm pro arch. You're anti arch. Anti arch. Yeah. Did you go to McDonald's, the Golden Arches? You got a problem with that? Uh, there's two arches kind of cancel each other out. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'll, I'll just get, let you guys know real quick here. Yeah. Uh, I did check on that, and it apparently is. You're right. It was misinformation. Back to the by future. By these guys. Yeah, the back. I checked on the computer. Back to the future. I find it's a movie. I think uh, Scott's series. character was Doc Brown. Apparently, that's yeah. what they were going with. And so, uh, off air in a bit. Apologize to Scott. Yeah. All right. With that, thank you for bringing it back to the beginning, sure. Sure. because we are going to take a little bit of break, and yeah. we will be back for part two in just a couple minutes, or for you on the web in a week. Okay. See you in a bit. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. I'm Chris Byer, as always, with my co-host, Jim Martin. Hello, everyone. And this is the second part to the long-awaited Scott Savecco interview. Yeah, people have been asking, when's Scott coming back? He's here today. Scott was our third interview of our first season. Yep. And this is now the, I believe, the 10th interview of our second season. Yeah. And we're starting to dip back into the well and revisit some of our guests from our initial season, the first season. Right. The highly acclaimed first season of the Bait and Switch podcast. Inaugural. Inaugural season. I recently went to a seminar for my business here just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, among other things, they talked a lot about uh, diet and uh, health-related concerns. And one thing the guy talked about is something I've heard about, and I wonder if you guys have heard about this. Have you ever heard about concerns involving antiperspirant? Uh, yes, I have. What's Scott? You're I, nodding your head. What's the What's the concern? The antiperspirant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your understanding? <laughs> well, you know, it's, <laughs> Scott, come I heard, I heard it's not good for your pores to put that stuff on your uh, armpits, whatever. Yeah, I, I've heard the aluminum uh, has potential to cause Alzheimer's. That was what the guy talked about. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, and he talked a little bit about aluminum and um, I Alzheimer's. think your, bra- your brain's a little more important than your pores, Scott. Mm-hmm. Come on. Would you get it together? <laughs> I wasn't aware. I, this is the first I've heard that, <laughs> uh, you know, aluminum. <laughs> yeah, I, right. since, I right. since looked into it, and there seems to be a little bit of a dispute in the scientific community as to whether this aluminum uh, problem with antiperspirants is real in regards to Alzheimer's. So uh, do you use antiperspirant, deodorant? What do you use? I do. I use antiperspirant. I have, you know. There was two parts to that question. It's not that I do. Which one do you use? I do. (laughs) I use an antiperspirant deodorant, but I did hear about this aluminum thing. And so I've tried other ones. There was one that we found last year that we tried, and it seemed to work okay, except it like stained my shirts. So that was not so great. (laughs) Sure, it wasn't uh, (laughs) substances coming from your body that were staining your shirts? Could have could have been that, but it, it was like Scott. The, let me see your pits here. Hold mm-hmm. up your yeah. arm. There you go. <laughs> Hold up your arm. That looked pretty good. It's, you know, so I don't use it antiperspirant though. Just, yeah, but just deodorant. Just deodorant. Just deodorant. <laughs> okay. But the idea is is that deodorant is less of a problem because deodorant doesn't have the aluminum, and antiperspirant does. Right. Right. And I've always used antiperspirant, and I'm not quite ready yet to go whole hog and just switch to deodorant. No. So I'm trying something <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. I'm right-handed. And so the right hand, right hand and right arm is the one that I use more for my gesturing and my gesticulating. Okay. And so I'm going with the antiperspirant there, right? On the right side. On the right side. Because it's moving more. Yeah. And my yep. left side, I use the deodorant. Yeah. 
and just, I keep that arm pinned to my, mm-hmm. you know, so in case there's sweat going on, people right. don't see it. Yeah. But I'm realizing that when I'm using the deodorant on that left arm, I'm not sweating. I think I've been living a lie. Really? Yeah. You, now, you just use deodorant, right? I just use deodorant, yes. But you don't, I don't see any big pit stains. No. <laughs> Are you a sweaty guy generally? Apparently not. No, I'm not. No. No, Joe? me either. Well, of course, I got all this aluminum coursing through my veins now. <laughs> I just take care of all I, that. Uh, no. I, you know, I think that big, uh, big, big uh, aluminum, big toiletry, big, big toiletry, big toiletry, sure. big toiletry <laughs> right. they right. want us to yeah. think that, yeah. that, we're, that we're sweating, but yeah. I'm not. They got these slogans. They're damaging. The, 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 the one that says, never let them see a sweat. Yeah. You know, I want to be right. more vulnerable. I want people to get to know the real me. <laughs> and so I, you know, I want people to open up to me. If I'm not sweating, they're going to view me like a robot. And nobody's going to really, you know, it's about connections. It's true. You know, with people. And I, I just you think be, that antiperspirant has been inhibiting my social life. Yeah, it's been keeping you... Uh, this guy has dry armpits. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, we don't know about this guy. Right. He's not right. for real. You know what I do so that people don't see me sweat? What? I just don't exercise. Nobody's ever going to talk to me again if I see if they see. You have no physical exertion ever. <laughs> ever, no. I think yeah, that's healthy. Yeah. I'm yeah, wheeled in, in and out of this place every week, every other week. I'm wheeled in and out of here just yes. so you know. Mm-hmm. After I realized that this antiperspirant has been inhibiting my social growth, yeah, I've switched. There's this product. It's a properspirant. It makes me sweat more. So I've got these sweat rings going all the way to my belt. But people are opening up now. They're like, "Wow, this guy's real. This guy, <laughs> right? This yeah." Guy. Yeah, you know, he's vulnerable. Talk to sure. him. You get this big ring of sweat around your neck and your arm. Oh yeah, and yeah. All down your back, and that's what people want to. You know. That's what people are looking for. You know, it hasn't worked out with the TSA. That's been a problem. But, <laughs> but uh, other than that, other than that, it's been good. You don't tell him. I'm just keeping it real, guys. I, I'm not hiding anything. Hey, I'm not hiding anything. They make it suspicious. And, and that's what antiperspirant is all about. It's all about hiding. It's all about people trying to be deceptive. I mean. For example, a very popular antiperspirant with women, secret. You know, <laughs> good you know, point. Secret. They're trying to keep secrets. That's, that's a good point. There's no way to live. Strong enough for a man, made for a woman. <laughs> yeah, what, is that, what does that even mean? Is that, is that, you know, in this whole Me Too society, should we be talking about this? Yeah, right. But, uh, what scent is coming out of your armpits right now, Scott? Uh, well, uh, Old Spice, I think. Is it, uh, is it musk or what do you got? No, you no. got uh, mint? What do you got? <laughs> Chocolate chip mint. <laughs> Butterscotch. <laughs> take a just take a whiff right now. Okay. Just take what you think. Mm. Pine. Pine. <laughs> what do you got? I got I, like I, fresh. I'll tell you what mine I don't is. Know what fresh is. <laughs> I know exactly what mine is. What? It's cool rush. If you ever wanted to know isn't what cool like rush is. Isn't that like a movie about like a tobogganing Jamaicans, back, isn't back that? To the movies. Back to the movies again. I don't think so this time. Yeah. Cool running. Cool running. Yeah, yeah. Deodorant inspired by the movie. So I smell like a Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go to these Bath and Body Works, you know, they got a whole bunch of things there. Ocean is the one that uh, everyone uses. Oh, that. sure. Mm-hmm. Who wants to smell like dead fish? I don't, I don't think that's a good yeah. idea. Does ocean. it say which ocean? Indian, Atlantic? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I mean, I want to be specific. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the end, that probably smells like curry. You don't want <laughs> yeah, right. that. Sure, sure. Right, no. <laughs> if you bought some deodorant, yeah. and you had your choice of the oceans, I think there's one obvious that I would pick. Which would be the ocean scent that you would pick? Uh, Atlantic. I'd say Arctic. You want that cool oh, rush, right? cool rush. Yeah. 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 Uh, this uh, antiperspirant, 
these technologies sometimes they they go too far. You know, they're trying to fill niches. Niches, sorry, mm-hmm. niches. That niches. 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 I say niches. Some people do say, say niche. niche. I think that sounds kind of douchey, <laughs> nichey, but whatever. <laughs> They've got these niches that they're trying to fill. Speed stick. Who needs to save time with this? Is it really? Speed stick, right. right, right. <laughs> I got to get the heck out of here, man. <laughs> I mean, was there a guy like, if I could only do this faster? You know, they got the roll on, they got the ball. Right. God, what took you so long in the bathroom? I was doing my antiperspirant, my deodorant. I need a yeah. speed stick of some sort. I'm late for work every day, this damn deodorant. And the people in the male grooming cosmetic industry saw that need, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They built right. that better mousetrap. Yes, yeah. Speed stick. Back in the day, I... I Deodorant and a person was a spray. They don't get. They've gotten rid of that, right? I think oh, yeah. it's the ozone thing, right? Yeah. I think probably. Just, yeah. You know, you would put right. this thing under your armpit. Big and cloud of dust. Cloud of this stuff. Yeah. Oh. Cloud of aluminum pellets just <laughs> sucking into your lungs. You yeah. know what? I uh, sometimes I can be a little bit of a hypochondriac when it comes to this stuff, and I've got this fear of aluminum. And why, for many years, I was just rubbing my armpits with uh, aluminum foil. You know, I get the Reynolds thing and just start sure. rubbing it. But yeah. it worked. It did, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, it was blood instead of <laughs> sweat. But you know, yeah. And, yeah. But I mean, after those baked potatoes, you want to use it again, right? You want to. You want to just throw it away? No, you got to reduce, reuse, and recycle, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. Sometimes there's antiperspirants. I think that um, these companies they don't really seem confident in their product. There's that antiperspirant called Sure. You know, does it work? Ah, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, is, is there, is it, it ought to be called like, give it a shot. Or probably. probably yeah, right. Pro- <laughs> or, or, eh, yeah. Does it work? Give it a try. Yeah, give, that's what I was going to say. Give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, their slogan it can't hurt. Yeah, right. probably. Probably. It probably can't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so you've really been thinking about this deodorant thing a lot. Yeah, well, the lately. whole aluminum yeah. thing, the guy got right. me freaked out. It really got to you. I wish they'd bring back roll on. Remember that? Where it was like a little ball? Oh, yeah. And it would roll around yeah. in the thing. Sure, I do. Don't remember. they have that anymore? I don't know. I always use the big stick of white antiperspirant. You, you, so if you use the deodorant, it's more of a clear yeah. stuff. It glides give on. It, give it a go. Right. Are you going to try what I'm doing here? Give up the, the aluminum foil? Yeah, the aluminum foil. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I actually, you know what? I, sometimes I can't wait. I just grab the baked potato and just start oh, rubbing yeah, it on my... You, well, just mm-hmm. tuck them underneath your arms for the day, yeah. and then you get lunch. I tell you, right out of the oven, it's it's hot. and uh, you know, No pain, no gain. Come on. Yeah, it just singes off uh, my hair back there, and so... Uh, you know, I'm I'm hairless under my armpits sure. because of that, but it yeah, was worth well, a try. It's a small price to pay. Yeah, no, go with deodorant. Try uh, it. Deodorant. I, I do still have. This. Do I smell right now? I haven't used antiperspirant for a week. I don't. I don't. I haven't caught any whiffs of like, uh, you know, what would it smell like? A horse cage or something? I mean, there's nothing like that. Or <laughs> a horse cage. <laughs> <laughs> a pen, horse, horse barn. <laughs> I don't smell anything like animals. All these weird things that you know now you find out later there might be a problem. Right. Uh, baby powder, Johnson's and Johnson's yeah, baby powder. Who'd have thought that that was a problem? Right? Well, and that's is that that's for the for everybody, or is that just for the people I working th- the plants? I think it's mainly women, and it's uh, like uterine cancer. Really? Yeah. And that heard that. I heard about the people who are having big problems who are working at the sriracha plant. What's that? I haven't Sriracha, that. you know what sriracha is? The, yeah, the hot sauce. The hot sauce, yeah. But, I mean, those people, you know, they're working at those peppers every day and all the pepper stuff. I mean, it was like causing... What's it causing? I don't know. 
<laughs> they, pain, they, inflammation. They're rubbing their eyes after handling yeah, right, pepper. Right, right. And they walk out with the sinus issues. It's a big I problem. Mean, Another one like yeah. that was the um, <laughs> was the, the the artificial butter on the popcorn, right? That's another oh, yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we yeah. eat a lot of that in our house, but yeah. Do you? Yeah. There mm-hmm. was a guy that just had that like every day, and he developed some type of respiratory I think it was fatal disease. The bigger problem was people that are working in those factories. A bunch That's of them ended say. up with those problems. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. That I, that I heard. Another one is like, like coffee roasters, right? Coffee roasters, there's a chemical that people that are working in these coffee houses have got a problem. What problem? What's, what's happening to it's, them? Again, it's, a, it's a respiratory illness. So the mm-hmm. sriracha guys. From some chemical that they use in the roasting <laughs> process. Yeah, the sriracha guys too, same thing. Chemical yeah. process, something, <laughs> inhaling something. <laughs> Don't don't fill in your story with, with my story. I mean, you came out of the box with the sriracha story with it's, really uh, no details. No, yeah, really, it wasn't. And no now details. you're just piggybacking on my just, actual story. In fact, it might have been just the people around the plant that were mad about it because it was this pepper. I don't really know what the story. There's something with sriracha plants. <laughs> another story but there's this thing about, about like uh the flame retardants that are in clothes I mean, oh, when yeah. we were kids in the 70s you could not buy pajamas that didn't stink of flame retardants well that was because they initially they had like highly flammable pajamas pajamas right yeah we dip them in kerosene <laughs> yeah, right. we want that we want the pajama <laughs> right. to burn quickly right. you know that was marketed as that it's, it's just like that okay fine we'll swing the other way my dad <laughs> <laughs> My dad would always, uh, uh, would always keep his gasoline-soaked rags next to my crib. I'm not sure why that was. Oh, sure. I yeah. think it was just for convenience sake. I'm not yeah. sure what it was. You know you know what else, on a little different note, but is Percocet. Or um, what's the drug for, like, they were giving kids for ADHD for a while? Uh, it Adderall. Sorry, it wasn't Percocet. Yeah, it was Adderall. Mm-hmm. Anyway, these drugs are getting flushed down the toilet. They get in the water, right. and the water filtration system can't filter them out. I don't know if we're passing on bad science here. We're talking about no, aluminum. True. We're <laughs> talking true. about the aluminum thing. Plants. This is not a uh, health-related podcast no. in terms of don't take advice from us. No. But another one along those lines that I've heard, a rumor that I want to pass along as fact, <laughs> is, um, yes. is yes. Uh, they talk about hormone replacement therapy. Okay. And that uh, you know a lot of um, estrogens have been introduced to the water supply because of hormone replacement therapy. And that is one of the reasons that they figure that male uh, fertility is down in the West. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. men are becoming feminized. I mean, I'm looking at Scott. And he's a, let me just say this. He's a changed man from what he used to be. I, <laughs> from what I remember. No, uh, so now aluminum. Yeah. We're talking about Back aluminum. Back to aluminum. Okay, yeah. You know, there's other elements out there, which you know, which are more positive. Potassium. 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 And when people think of potassium, they think of... Potatoes. Bananas. Bananas. Oh, not yeah. potatoes. Not potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes have no potassium in it. That's, it's, it seems fraudulent. <laughs> it starts with pota, you know. But uh, bananas, I read an article somewhere that said bananas were like the fourth most eaten food stuff in the world wow i eat a banana every day every morning yeah yeah that's my breakfast uh i've heard maybe you've heard this too that there's like some type of fungus that's attacking there's a very common banana that we all eat and that one is being wiped out by this fungus and there is speculation that bananas as we know them won't be here in 10 15 20 years really yeah 
No. Well, how do we fix that? Guys down. How do we? How do we? Well, you taking away bananas. Jim's breakfast? Uh, right. Yeah. What am I going to do now? Yeah, well, I can't eat apples for breakfast. Yeah, they might. They might be gone. You've seen that before, where like the original apple from like, you know, uh, back in the Native Americans' times, seventeen hundred years ago, it was just this tiny thing, or maybe corn. That's what I'm thinking of. You know, through hybrids and whatnot, they turned it into what we got today. You know, the original corn was nothing like we have today i've heard that about pizza the original pizza was like nothing like what we've turned it into yeah yeah you have bananas every day just about yeah unless we don't have them for some reason you know if we run out but yeah how often do you have bananas uh rarely Hmm? the reason i bring the reason i brought up potassium and the reason i brought up bananas is i don't know if you've ever done this but do you ever buy a bunch of bananas that are like really really deep green oh yeah yep you swear they're never going to get ripe. I got this uh, this a bunch of bananas here, and I'm starting to think I'm going to have to pass them down to my children because I don't think they're ever going <laughs> to. It's not yeah, it's not not turning for you. No, I just I, I I'm developing a relationship with these bananas. I you know I think we're going to grow old together. I think before they ripen. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but I'm going to stick it out. You know, I'm going to stay. You know, I'm committed. Oh, I'm yeah. committed to this bunch. You yeah, know, yeah. because. Uh, I saw them, and you know, you pick out a bunch that you kind of like, and and sure. uh, I'm get just, attached. You know, you know, maybe it's not in the cards for me. This with this bat, with this bunch. You know, maybe it's just not meant to be. It, I, I don't know when you call it quits. That's the problem. I've, I, I've never been able to do that. Well, I have you, a hanger on. You, you, know? you can't. You can't change them. They have to want to ripen themselves. Right. That's I it. think you you can't want it more than they do. That's yeah. the thing. They yeah, have just, to want it. I'm just worried that you know, like other relationships, this is going to end up in the compost bin. Yeah, I hate to think about that, but yeah. yeah. But the the window of ripeness, yeah. it's really it's really narrow, right? It's just a it's a quick it's a quick thing. You know, it's kind of like you get couples with like fertility issues, and they're wearing a beeper, right? And the doctor says, "Yo, you gotta." Oh, it's time. Know, it's time, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, right. And so, right. so like I've I've started to take and wearing a beeper for these bananas. Get, they're get gonna inside. they're gonna buzz me. And I gotta come running home. You gotta go. You yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, if I'm not in the mood, I'm still eating. I'm still eating those bananas. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be, know, could be two a.m. Six bananas have to be consumed within a, an hour yeah. time. Right, right. Could be like two a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, Chris has got to get, get up. Go You're not in the mood right. for bananas. Get in the mood. Get in the mood. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating this banana. That's right. That's right. But uh, aluminum, and we talked about aluminum, potassium. Uh, what? In the periodic table, what are your favorite elements? Scott, name your favorite mm, I'll elements. I'll say, uh, is manganese in any food? Manganese? Yeah. Jim? Well, are are you one. just asking just elements in general what about, or uh, edible? What about uh, cadmium, opium, gymnasium? Which one? Which ones are you a fan of? I like the gymnasium. Gymnasium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't like the gymnasium because then I sweat. That's <laughs> right. the problem with that. Yeah, right. Potassium is right. what What letter is it? I like symposium. Symposium. Yeah, that's a good one. What uh, What letter is the you know the abbreviation for potassium? Anybody? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Very good. There you yes. go. It got, uh, I don't know, how's it go? Uh, what's the first one? Hydrogen, helium? Which one is it? Hydrogen. Uh, hydrogen. hydrogen. Hydrogen, helium. I don't know. I'm trying to Boron's do up there, I think. Boron. Yeah. That's oxygen a big, is 32, right? Oxygen. Mm-hmm. Is it 32, 32 or is that the weight or something? I mean, that's the weight. I don't know. Is it uh, the neutrons and the protons, right? The number of, yeah. And yeah. the croutons, isn't that part of it? <laughs> Crouton. Right, right. What's the right. what's the weight of a crouton? Uh, the, the atomic weight. <laughs> what the hell is a crouton? Is it dried bread? Yes, is that I all it is? it is? Yeah. Is it 
Do they, do they ever go bread? bad? What's the half-life on a crouton? What is that? It's like your bananas. You can you just, I mean, well, it's the opposite of bananas. Bananas never get ripe. Croutons never go bad. I mean, crouton is like, it, a, it's like a bread that's gone bad, and you just keep it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> have you ever thrown out a crouton? I probably have. All of them. I throw out all of them. I hate <laughs> when them. bread goes stale. Yeah, I, hate, you know, I don't like is it. You, put it on, you break it and you put it on your salad. Is it like a dental issue? What are you worried about? Like chipping a tooth or something? You know what? I don't. You don't like croutons? No. I no. do, actually. I you can do? eat them out of the yeah. bag. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. See, it's too crunchy. It almost like, this is weird. It almost like tickles my teeth or something. Like, I don't like them. Too mm. crunchy. Is that, does that hold true for other food stuff? Items. I'm trying to think of anything crunchy that I, I mean I like crackers. Crackers are fine. They're like a soft crunch. Well, oyster Potato crackers are, are okay. like just eaten out of the bag by me. I rarely put them in soup. Oyster. Oh yeah, no, me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. oyster crackers don't yeah. go in soup. Oyster. Nothing goes in soup. Does that have Cheese. actual oyster yes. in it? <laughs> is there? Is it impregnated so. with oysters? I think so. Yeah. You That's like to bite expensive. them into two pieces and you know. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, right. There's pearls in there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch out for those. I, ah, jeez. <laughs> I remember uh, I was watching this uh, consumer segment and somebody wrote in said I bought this lobster sauce and there's no lobster in it. And the company wrote back and said, you know, steak sauce doesn't have steak in it, right? <laughs> Ketchup doesn't have cats in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do you put crackers in soup? I like um, crumble them up? In general, I do You know, not. later in my life I have. I, not until my <laughs> mid-40s did I start to actually... That and music. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. got into... Right. As a little kid, you know, oysters or no cracker no. in any type would, would touch mm. soup. Have right. you ever no. discovered a food, you know, like you said, later in life? I tell you, I... I always thought that tomato soup was like tomato juice, which I hate. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then I had tomato soup. I'm like, what have I been missing? And I'm yes. like making up for lost time. I'm having it like three times a day. Yeah, yeah, know, because, that's good. Yeah, yeah tomato yeah. soup is, I I was afraid of it for years. And, and, you, and you don't like tomato juice. I hate tomato juice. Really? Do you Still? like tomato juice? I do like tomato juice, but I only drink tomato juice on a plane, which is weird. It's like, I don't know why. Because... Dr. Seuss, I'll only drink it on a plane. <laughs> I'll drink it on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> only in the rain, on the plane. Um, no, I, I don't know why. Yeah. I, think, I think because I don't go out of my way to get tomato juice because I don't like it that much. But since they have it available on the plane, I say, yeah, I'll take tomato juice. I don't have tomato juice. Mm. Uh, Do you like Bloody Mary mix? You know what? Yeah, uh, one I time I was yeah, in a, uh, I was in a bar, and uh, the lighting was kind of dark, and this guy had a drink that looked like a fruity type drink, which I kind of like, and I said, hey, "Give me a sip of that." And I took a sip of but it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You're in a bar. Yeah. Some guy had a drink, and you said, hey, give me a sip of that. Okay, let's back up. Okay. <laughs> Hold I, on. <laughs> I was in a bar, and a friend of mine okay. had a drink. Gotcha. That looked like fruity like drink. some type of fruity drink, and gotcha. I said, "Hey, give me a sip of that. It looks good." Yeah, and it was a Bloody Mary, and I looked around for where I could spit this out, and I spit wow. it into like a plant or something. That like bad? That. Really? Oh, it was terrible. You know, wow, Jim, you presume this was a complete stranger he did this to? I did. Well, you said there was a guy at a bar. <laughs> like, what the, what's going on here, sir? I'm going to take a sip. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, let me give me a sip of that. Yeah, oh, all right. It was a good way to meet people. Yeah, right? you just walk <laughs> up to a person, sure. uh, ask I mean, if you could have a sip of their yeah. drink. Yeah, I mean, when they looked at me weird, I, th- I said like, "Well, what the heck? I'll give you a sip of mine." Like, what's the problem? I mean, there's yeah, what's know. the weird look? Tomato juice to me. If you just drink tomato juice like from the store and drink it, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. 
Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I, don't, agree. I, don't, I cannot drink just really? tomato juice. It's a little bland compared yeah. to Bloody Mary mix, but it's not bad. Well, I don't know what the hell a V8 is. That's, <laughs> is. That's like, I think there's tomato in there, but there's like Scott a... Scott is pretty mild-mannered. Car- 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 what the hell is uh, this? It's in the house, and I've tried it, and it's strong. really awful. Real, yeah, I'm assuming V8 means it's got eight vegetables. Eight vegetables yeah, yeah I, I believe so. Uh, tomato, celery... It's like Heinz 57, right? It's got Radish. 57. Radish? I don't know. Onions? Tomatoes, carrots, on, I don't know. There's so much I, salt I in that stuff, too. Salt. It's really, you know, it's just awful tasting to me. Yeah. See, I like V8. I don't drink it much. They have a vegetable one. V8. What? Yeah, it's, called vegetable. it's called V8. It's called so V8. They got, they got a fruit one. <laughs> a fruit one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, that's true. Yeah. The V8 fusion or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's an not, orange juice F8? in there with tomato juice. Oh, it's, it's not F8? They bring. They, they, <laughs> I need an F8. <laughs> <laughs> I could add an F8. <laughs> well, uh, we're getting towards the end of the podcast yeah. here. And so yeah. uh, one thing I want to bring up here is uh, we ask people if they want to plug anything. Oh, yeah. So, Scott... Now, you're going to be playing this summer, potentially, at uh, some festivals? Uh, we'll see. I don't know, really. We don't have anything set down yet. Um, it's called Weary of Weary World. The, the Weary World. The Weary World. Yeah. My son is in a band, my uh, youngest one, Kyle. Yeah. He's in this band called uh, Screaming in the Cul-de-Sac. Okay. Wow. There's a lot of angst in this family. Weary World, <laughs> Screaming in the Cul-de-Sac. <laughs> what the hell's with this V8? What the hell's I mean, with like, this V8? You know, it's crazy. Yeah. I said, do you guys have a website? Do you have thewearyworld.com or no? Yes. Oh, okay. Thewearyworld.com. Check yeah. out thewearyworld.com. If, you, if our listeners, our eagle-eared listeners want to listen to Scott's music. Mm-hmm. And we're, yes. yeah, we're on Facebook, too, and my son's band is on Facebook, too. Okay. But, uh, okay. Well, hey, uh, yeah, Scott, I want to thank you for coming back. You are yeah, thanks, our, Scott. Yeah, thanks. our third or fourth or fifth multiple guest here, and I yep. uh, hope to see you around the neighborhood here as well. Of course. So we're going to count us down, as we often do. Scott's aware of this. He's looking at me kind of blank. Okay. <laughs> We're going to count down three, two, one, and then Jim's going to put the music in. So here we go. Three, two, one. Music. Okay. All right. Well, once again, thanks, Scott, for yeah, stopping thanks, by. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Always good to see you. And maybe All we'll right. have you on again. All right. Okay. Have it up. Clap it out, I should say. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for our second annual Tour de France Preview podcast featuring Mitch Tyke from Wisconsin Public Radio and our special guest, local cycling legend Tom Schuler. You've made it to the end of yet another bait and switch podcast. Spread the word.